All right, Alexander, let's uh, revisit the Russian economy. And Putin has uh, said some interesting things about the Russian economy. Actually, he was uh, the other day he was visiting a military hospital and uh, Putin said that the Russian economy is shifting towards an economy that is that is more more heavily based on uh, on manufacturing and and um, and production and, and stuff like this rather than energy. And he wanted to point that out. I thought that was interesting. And he said that the Russian economy is shifting now and it's it's doing this while uh, maintaining its its growth, its levels yeah. of growth. So uh, what's what is going on with the Russian economy? Well, that is entirely correct. That's exactly what he did say. And um, it comes uh, off the bat of various meetings that he's had with people who are active in the economy, not just, you know, on the finance and macro side, but, you know, people who are actually there, who are industrialists and people of this kind. He had a very, very interesting meeting with, uh, uh, I think his name is Sergei Chemisov, who is the CEO of Rostec. Now, Rostec is this absolutely colossal industrial conglomerate in Russia. Uh, it's sometimes compared with Samsung in South Korea. It's, you know, that kind of scale in terms of the economy. It's huge, and it does huge numbers of different things. It builds ships, it builds uh, machine tools, it builds every conceivable industrial uh, product that you can imagine. It's, by the way, largely, though not entirely state-owned, and it encompasses most of the Russian military industrial complex. So they're the people who make the shells, the tanks, and all of that kind of thing. But anyway, this particular meeting was about civil aviation. And this person, this official, Chemizov, told Putin that Russia anticipates building 500 civil aircraft by 2030. That's in six years. Now, I have to say, I mean, you know, I, that is an eye-watering figure. And I really do wonder how, um, you know, sustainable and achievable that is. But this man said, look, we have massively modernized our factories over the last 10 years. And we are able to do this. We have the designs. We've got the Sukhoi uh, uh, a Superjet. We've got the uh, MS-21, we've got the uh, um, uh, Tupolev 214, we've got them all ready, we've got, we got the engines, he talked a lot about aircraft engines, a topic which, by the way, I know quite a lot about because in another life I was involved to some extent in aerospace matters. We got the engine technology sorted out. We got all of those things. We got the production. We got the people. We do need more people. But we can make these things. We are able to make these things. And elsewhere, he said, you know, we're going to increase production of our heavy uh, Illusion 76 um, um, transport aircraft. We're going to boost that to 18 a year, uh, a year which, again, is a pretty high production rate. So we are able to do this. And every day you're reading now about new machine tools being rolled out, new products being rolled out. Also, however, as well as, you know, these Rostec, which is at the center of this, large numbers of private businesses going into manufacturing, producing products on a, a, an ever wider expanding level. 
And very interestingly, in December, despite the higher interest rates, the manufacturing PMI in Russia actually rose. It rose from 53.5 to 54.5, which points to a continued industrial surge. So I think Putin is probably right. I mean, it may be that they won't achieve every one of those objectives that they're saying, you know, 500 aircraft for a country that, you know, until recently wasn't, you know, production of aircraft had fallen very radically. But, you know, maybe that's over, over ambitious. But then again, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe they are capable of doing uh, uh, this kind of expansion. And that there is a big expansion going on. That is indisputable. Now, um, alongside that, Rostat, which is the Russian Central Statistical Agency, which gets a lot of criticism from ill-informed people, but which most people, including in the West, who study these things and who look at statistics, actually consider to be a pretty reputable and reliable agency. Anyway, they've been looking back at the performance of the Russian economy over the last two two years, 2021 and 2022. And they've revised GDP growth figures for those two years. And they say the GDP growth in 2021 was 5.9% as opposed to 5.6%. Remember, that's the recovery year after the pandemic. So you would expect growth to be pretty high in 2021. But much more interestingly, they said that GDP contraction last year, this is the contraction that followed the sanctions, was lower, smaller than uh, initially assumed, that instead of it being 2.1%, it was 1.2%. Now, if that is correct, and I have no reason to doubt this, by the way, then um, today's Russian economy is significantly bigger than it was in 2021. And we could, it's a big difference. It is a very big difference, yeah. It is significantly bigger. And the economics ministry has now come forward and they said that, you know, that they've been going through all of the figures that Rostad is producing. And they've come to the conclusion that the Russian economy actually has the ability to grow faster than previously thought. That some of the supply bottlenecks and those kind of problems are not as entrenched as had previously been assumed. And that growth rates will, in fact, be higher over the next few years than had been um, imagined previously. And um, they're also saying that the present inflation spike is not a symptom of overheating. The economy isn't overheating. It is on a sustainable upward curve. It is rather a product of um, a demand surge because there was all all these savings that were built up during the pandemic And then the government cut taxes last year, and that put an awful lot of money in people's pockets. And they've all gone out and started spending uh, all pretty much at the same time. But with things slowly stabilizing there on the demand side, but and with production rising, this inflationary spike should be a fairly momentary thing. 
and that um, the economy will continue to grow faster than previously assumed um, going forward. So interesting. Yeah, it, it sounds like like Russia's it, Russia has it all there. I mean, yeah. they have it all there for for big growth and continued growth, except for the one problem which we identified in a video a couple of, of weeks back, which is the problem of, of people, manpower, in that, you know, Russia needs, needs people to fill all of the, these jobs from all of this growth. And, and I think that's the, that's the one um, weak spot, if you could call it a weak spot. But I mean, we talked about it in the last video, how they're going to address the, the shortage in, in, in people to fill all these positions. But I mean, is that a correct assessment to say the, the the one weakness in the Russian economic engine is the is the fact that they are short of uh, of people? I mean, almost everyone's employed in Russia. Yes. I mean, yes, you know, it's yes. like almost full it, employment. It, 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 that that is exactly correct. I mean, they 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 don't have the great army of surplus workers that um, high growth economies generally need. Uh, I mean, everybody's working. Everybody's working quite hard. Um, you can obviously increase productivity, and no doubt that will happen. But it can't sustain growth rates of four, three, four, five percent a year uh, just on improving productivity. You need to bring in more workers, and of course, you can see the, what the Russians are now doing. I mean, Putin has just had this. Uh, free trade agreement with Iran, free trade agreement with Central Asian states. He was actually, uh, he actually gave an interview on this very topic, by the way. People were asking him, you know, um, how are we going to, are we going to be, have immigrant workers? This might not be very popular with many people in Russia. Putin said, well, you know, we have to find ways around. We're not going to import vast amounts of labor, but we will import people that we do need. So the answer shortly is that they will have to introduce more workers, but they will probably, as I said previously, follow the German Gastarbeiter uh, um, model of the 50s and 60s, guest workers from Central Asia, Turkey, Iran, other places, even Eastern Europe perhaps, um, rather than uh, permanent, permanent migration flows. And notice, I mean, they've just done the free trade deal with Iran. They're doing, uh, uh, they're, they're working. He's apparently going to be going to Turkey fairly soon. You can see what this is all about, ultimately. Now, uh, one final question to wrap up this video. Uh, 2024, uh, Russia assumes the presidency, the rotating presidency of BRICS. We got new members in BRICS uh, without Argentina. Uh, what a... Uh, what are you expecting? Well, there's going to be an important meeting in Kazan, and I think the Russians, the major priority they're going to give is to work to trying to set up the new financial and uh, payments architecture and the trade architecture. And the um, Indian foreign minister, uh, Jai Shankar, was in Moscow for five days. He stayed there for five days. And apparently he came with a very, very powerful delegation. And it seems that this is primarily and principally the main topic of discussion with him. Modi is apparently coming to Russia shortly. And I think that this is really what they're going to focus on now. I think this is their major priority. It is going to be um, BRICS, 
Um, let's not call it integration because integration has been given this dirty word because of the way it's worked out in the European Union and with globalization and all of this. But creating a sustainable, effective um, trading architecture independent of the West. And of course, if the West does seize Russian assets in February, as looks likely, that will give the Russians even more ammunition. They'll be able to say when they have the summit in uh, Kazan, look what they did to us. They could just as easily do the same to you. Well, they will. Well, they will, <laughs> they will yeah. do the same to you. Yeah, they will do, do yeah. the same to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, not an integration, a harmonization, maybe. A harmonization is a much better word. Yeah, the, the EU has ruined the, the word integration, the globalists in the EU. All right, we'll uh, leave it there. The Durad.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, Rockfin, and Twitter X. And go to the Durad shop, 20% off. Use the code the Durad 20 Take care.